Welcome back to the ins and outs with Polly and myself, Jojo. We are sponsored this week by the very lovely Capietra. Capietra do both interior and exterior tiles. And this week, I just wanted to draw your attention to the dreamy limestones. You must go and have a look on the website. I am having a moment for the tumbled and etched cobbles and also the parquet because I absolutely love mixing up those formats. So go check out the limestones. I am in heaven with a lot of those buff tones. So that's capietra.com. Go and check them out. They're lovely. I'm looking at them now. On this week's episode, we are going to be touching on book clubs, skiing. We're going to be talking about rugs, rugs and more rugs from the cuts to the piles to the Persians. How to drown out sound in the garden with Polly how to cover up a teal sofa and if you haven't already seen it polly's cock pond oh hello friend hi mate how are you i'm so well my friend so uh operation running is going well yes how many runs Um, have you had on the peloton i've I've only done four but that's not bad is it you've got to fit it in where you can but i'm doing this really great program which is called you can run and it's on the peloton and it's sort of building you up yeah it's a bit like couch to 5k but whatever the peloton equivalent um so that's good and also something which i've tried and i thought of you nearly every minute i did it Mm. oh i like that you think about me a lot i think about you all the time you're all i think about (laughs) you are my world uh i did reformer pilates where where you get on the old table and scooch around queen yes i've never done it before i feel like there's a real resurgence of well, not even a resurgence, a surge of people trying out the reformer. I don't know if it's the age thing. Where we're well, you're, talking... you're the like Pilates guru. I love it. Um, I'm actually going to get, I'm going to get my own reformer machine. I really, mm. really want my own reformer. Um, because I don't think there's anything better to keep you in shape, straight, lean, toned. I love it. Honestly, I, like... When I was doing reformer, I'd never, I had a spring in my step, my, my spine, my back, my posture, everything was just brilliant. It's so good for you, honestly. So I running really and reformer together. I was looking at it after one lesson of, of Pilates and it was, it was, she was terribly gentle with me because I'd never been on the damn thing before, but I felt sort of stretched and like mm. areas of my body had worked like my groin and my core I was like oh okay yeah no I can see I can see how this is going to work so yeah I really enjoyed it oh good I'm so pleased yeah. how about you what have you been up to my dear friend to be honest just this the just the start of this year has just been absolute haze of work relentlessly running around the country we've finished three projects and they're all coming to a close which is kind of that last getting the final bits in to get clients moved in and We've got photo shoots planned and various things, which is really exciting. And then obviously starting on new projects. And we're actually, we've got a new project in somewhere really rather exciting, very far flung. Where? In Botswana. Sure. Yeah. How fabulous. A safari lodge in Botswana for <gasps> some very lovely clients of ours who own the mutton pub that we recently did in Hampshire, that one. And I honestly, they're a dream client anyway, but they've got this safari lodge and they would like a bit of house my magic in there so we are lizzie and i are flying out there next week a couple of weeks time. <gasps> how exciting i know that's pretty huge is that a commercial job pal or is that residential that is a commercial project yeah right. that's a ho- it's a yeah it's a lodge it's a fire lodge it's like a hotel project do you, do you do a lot of commercial stuff we have done we had a that amazing 
resort that we did in the Maldives or a few resorts in the Maldives that we were working on um, sort of pre-COVID and then COVID happened and it slightly put a match under it. But we were still very much working with those clients and hopefully one day we'll do some more with them in the future. Um, that's that's actually on my vision board. So if they're listening, <laughs> please let us back. <laughs> and then um, we've done a few. We've done the Gower Rock in Devon for anyone that's been down there. Oh, I love that. I love the imagery of that. I've not been, yeah, but I've seen the pictures. That's, that was a great project. Um, but if anyone out there wants a hotel doing, we I love hotel commercial projects. I love them. Mm. They're really fun because you can get really creative with them. It's just nice because lots of people are seeing it. Lots of people are going in and testing it and, you know, enjoying it. It's fun. It's really fun. But anyway, what else have we got going on? You know, I mean, let's not go together, but it's been so cold no, and I've been outside this week. I have been wearing Blundstones, mm. wool socks, shout out Genevieve Sweeney, obviously. <laughs> and then I've been wearing like six days. I was wearing four jumpers, a coat and thermals yesterday. Gosh, you don't and half I love talking about the weather, us English lot, do we? Freezing. But my poor skin. So I was outside, oh, yeah. it was freezing cold. And then I came into <clears throat> central heating. It's so drying. I think it's, the, it's not the cold. I think it's drying. It's the central heating. If you're sitting in the car for a long journey and you get out and it's like, <laughs> your face feels like it's like cracking. Sucked dry like a raisin. It's like literally sucked dry. Just sort of pour oil all over your face. Complete segue here, but one of the absolute joys of this weather I find is I've got this teeny tiny little fireplace in my 1960s house. You know, think mm. of like the smallest fireplace you can have and it's got like a brass, I'm staring at it now, brass inlay. I mean, attractive it is not, but the joy of making my own little fire and just making my room cosy. Do you always put a fireplace into living rooms when you're designing them? If we can, yeah, always. Do you? Mm. Yeah, if we can, if there's space for it. So and, should I put one in mine? Oh, yeah, I would. I mean, I don't, like I said, actually, on last week's podcast, if you haven't got a fire in your living room and it's a piece of joinery or something instead, that's okay. You can still make it feel cosy. But if the option's there to put a fireplace in or a log burner or even just an ethanol, there's just something about the look of fire. Something ethanol, about fire, isn't there? It's so Because yeah, an ethanol, you can just essentially make a fake chimney breast and then put this ethanol log basket in and you just light it, literally manually light it. It doesn't, you don't need a flue. So it's nice to have. It just feels, it doesn't give off any heat, but it's just a nice thing to look at. There's something about looking at It's just at a, a real fire, pleasure, isn't it? Isn't it? Mm. Real pleasure. So I've, I've loved that. So, okay, fine. I shall make sure that that's, that's in the build. Yeah. And well. then something rather exciting, Paul. We're off somewhere together, aren't we? <gasps> oh my Are gosh, we? I'm so excited. Polly and I are going skiing together. <laughs> or rather, Jojo's going skiing with all of her friends and she's very kindly invited her sad act single mate to come along p.s nothing sad jojo about and you, everyone can ski and muggins here can snowplow no we've got a couple of single pals going as well single male That's friends true. coming and we're staying in the most beautiful lodge uh that we stayed in last year actually i am going to do a name drop but it's the landscape lodge and we stayed there last year and it's the most gorgeous place it actually has a this really cool bath outside on the balcony which i feel like we might have to get in oh i better pack my swimmers yeah pack your swimmers or i'll terrify brad if i get in naked cooey yeah i'm not going to terrify brad he'll be out there in an ice bath the guy's like he's like a sort of spartan warrior he loves it loves loves an ice bath i can't wait so listeners jojo sent me a very funny um very funny gift the other day of some amazing skier like swooshing down the slopes and then their mate slowly snow plowing down 
and that will be me. I've also one more thing just before, mm. I, before we move on to more pressing matters like questions and answers. Um, I started with some local mum friends, a uh, village book club. You're adorable. Tell me more. Isn't that, I mean, I like I have time. I actually can't believe I started this, but I got some mates together locally and we've got a book club. And the first book we're reading is Yesterday, Yesterday, Yesterday. Oh, good book. No. No, hang on. You're tomorrow. not doing tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. Tomorrow, tomorrow. But the funny thing is you thought you knew what, you're do- what I was talking about. I, I thought meant you tomorrow, were talking tomorrow, about a totally different book. Tomorrow, yesterday, tomorrow, yesterday, tomorrow. yesterday. That's really, yes, that's yesterday's news. Anyway, Tomorrow, Tomorrow, Tomorrow is supposed to be very good. <laughs> it is one of my favourite yeah. books I have read in, I'm going to go so far as to say, the last five years. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. I love it. Because we're going to read the book. And then for anyone listening, how nice is this? You, you decide on each other book. You give it a little synopsis in a WhatsApp chat. You all take three weeks to read it and then you meet up at each other's houses or at the pub, sink a bit of wine, have a chat about the book and probably everything else under the sun. And then on to the next book. This, I thought this was a really good way to get me reading. Uh, I love a good book recommendation. And every now and then when I go on holiday, it's basically the only time I ever read. So I share them. And I know a lot of people liked um, when I shared what I read on summer. So I have just read a really good book and I was going to share it. Mm. I love it. It was actually one of the... Um, Reese Witherspoon she always picks the best books very clever woman um the book her. is called Before We Were Innocent oh. and I inhaled it in 24 hours over is Christmas. it really good so I loved it we were innocent, before we were innocent one. okay and in the book it's club list. a great read so add that one to your list and every Amazing. time I read something else I will share it because Thanks, um, pal. I love a good book reco but should we start an ins and outs book club oh. where we talk about the books we love Yes. And our innies and outies can say what they love too and we'll share. Or indeed a film or a or TV, TV show. And I've got something up my sleeve for you, my friend. Oh. I, I want to talk to you about a TV show, but I'm saving it. And it, there's your little tease, but I just... Oh, okay. Oh. Ooh. Okay. I'm excited. All right, then. Should we jump straight into some questions and answers from our innies and outies? You beautiful innies. Let's see what we've got for Jojo. Oh, hello. Yes, this is... Oh, darling. This is from Alison. I bought a teal velvet sofa when I was pregnant and hormonal <laughs> and clearly insane. <laughs> oh, God. And I hate it already. How do I tone it down or blend it in? Oh, God bless you. Did you do anything nuts when you were pregnant? I just ate a lot of cinnamon rolls. I, <laughs> I have, I've got a great solution. Here we go. Take a big, big, <laughs> big. Where's she going with this? Oatmeal throw and chuck it over. (laughs) Look, we do crazy things when we're pregnant. Buying a sofa that's teal velvet wouldn't be my first recommendation of things to do. I would have gone for a cinnamon roll much cheaper. However, you're left with it. Um, Let's see if we can make it work. Um, Genuinely, when I said about the, the oatmeal throw, it is one thing that you can do to try and tone it down is that you can put things around it and on it that are a bit more subdued. Don't go sticking loads of coloured cushions on it because you're just going to highlight it and make it look even more busy and even more stressful. Um, Take a nice oatmeal throw and just throw it over sort of one side. Put an array of textured oatmeal linen cushions on the sofa. You know, all sort of different. They could be all sort of different textures and tones of oatmeal and white, but that will really help sort of subdue it. That I'd say that would probably be the only thing I could really recommend sometimes can you buy sofa covers can you buy like something you put over the whole thing 
It would only, it would have to be for that specific sofa. When we say teal, are we talking about a slightly aggressive turquoise? Exactly. Exa- yeah, it is an aggressive turquoise. <laughs> it's just a very okay. friendly. It's a friendly word. It's a friendly. It's a friendly name for a very aggressive turquoise. Yeah, that's a tough. It's that sound, really isn't deep, it? deep, deep turquoise. You know, that's sort of very. So, would you add teal accents to the room to tie it together? No, definitely not. I wouldn't do that. No, you want to try and lose the teal. So you want it to become not so teal. much of the... If you stop pulling in other elements of teal around the room, you're almost just saying, I really love this colour teal. Look at it. Gotcha. Check out my teal. <laughs> Check out and my teal. what about, you know, when people have a sofa, they've got dogs or, I don't know, maybe it's a knackered old sofa. They get like two or three cream rugs or throws or whatever and throw them over and turn it into like a ghost sofa. Would no, you do that? It just no. looks like a bag of onions. So, okay, so it's it's gentle, natural transitions. Natural oatmeal, keep it keep it calm. Yeah, turn it down. Oh my God, just while I remember, have you seen my cock pond? Excuse me? My cock pond. You've your, seen it. Your what pond? <laughs> <laughs> my cock pond. Oh, you keep saying it. I just can't. I've got a pond you in a... my garden shaped exactly like a pond. Oh, the cock pond. <laughs> I have seen I saw in your Instagram it made me just die. <laughs> what were they thinking? <laughs> what are they thinking, the previous owners? It is uncanny. But are you one of those people that just sees phallic shapes? Like everything's a phallic shape? No, it's not like a Rorschach test where I'm just looking for penises. <laughs> shaped like one is, I mean I put it on socials one. I have never I find it telling of my of my followership and I love you all dearly that that story is my most watched of all time tens of thousands of people engaging with my penis pond which is not a euphemism naturally you're going to keep it I expect well it is good for wildlife well okay there you go there's one solitary fish in it. Well, the things that people were suggesting I did to uh, embellish said pond were, frankly, staggering. Disgusting lot, um, you innies and outies. So you out- were, actually, just you, know, you outies. My innies would never, never be quite so crude. Well, frankly, they were rather uncouth. We had people suggesting that I put grasses round the base. So as, well, I think you can imagine why. As sort of mm-hmm. to make a, a, a fluffy a base. A fluffy nest, much like yours, darling. Mm. And uh, also, I had someone suggesting I put a water fountain at the tip. Oh, that'd be nice. That'd be classy. Classy. I know, I think, you know, let's be subtle. Mm. But um, no, it won't be staying. One of those like stone... It's fun for now. One of those stone herons just sort of picking... Pecking at the tip. (laughs) Or a little angel just cupping on the balls. Anyway, should we jump into the question? Because we've so digressed here. I've got an outy question for you. This is from Hannah. I have followed Polly's advice and bought some Saroka confusa plants for my shady mixed border to add structure. It's long and deep. They smell divine. On planting, should I plant them in groups or three odd numbers as per with perennials or as long as lone rangers? I've got five of them. Love this. So Sarcococca confusa. That's what we talked about. Um, evergreen with like gorgeous scent at this time of year so with shrubs you don't necessarily need to follow the same rule as you do with perennials so a sarcococca can get quite large and so I would say you do not need to plant that as clusters you can if you wanted to do something quite 
instant impact and you wanted a big old lump of it, I would plant them as lone rangers or you could do them in two twos because essentially they're going to merge into one another. It would be awful if it was something very neat and clipped like a, a ball. Two and two can be a little weird. But because they're sort of quite freeform and they're all going to merge into each other, I would do them either side. You could either, if you've got a pathway, for example, it'd be really lovely to go like one, two, three, four, five, and it's sort of a zigzag across the pathway. Um, but you said it was, was it one big border? It's long and deep. I would probably zigzag those as a five through the border. Mm. So three at the front, two at the back, or vice versa. Nice, yeah. Uh, I, I don't think they need to go near each other. Good choice, though. Well done for buying those. You will not regret it. Okay, let's see what the innies have for us today. Oh, Hello. Yes, please. So, Jojo, do Mm. you have any recommendations for a carpet that is durable, soft, but aesthetically pleasing for bedrooms? What are your thoughts on wool pile carpets? Help and thank you both. The podcast has been so helpful. And that is from Paula. And I just want to add to that, Jojo. I just want Mm. to add to it really quickly. I know that you talk about I'm going to say it wrong. Sisal? Sisal? Sisal. Sisal a lot. But I personally love the look don't love the feel underfoot and nor do my children so yes let's go back so her question is carpet that's durable soft aesthetically pleasing thoughts on wool carpets i love a wool carpet i do, do I, you? hold on i love no that's not particularly true i don't like a cut wool carpet so much as i like a loop carpet so a loop wool so a, a cut you know what do you know the difference is a cut wool carpet a bit like when a man has a buzz cut and it's yeah it's like a buzz cut yeah exactly so it's just you can see all the the end you know the yes like grass imagine cutting grass So, how would you be able to tell what a loop one a loop is literally like the the pile has been taken up and over so you've got lots and lots and lots of little loops that make the carpet so it's still made of wool but it's a loop loop style carpet i'm not sure i've ever got down on my knees and had a look that oh you'd know if you saw it but um okay i will do they tend to be deeper Yes, it's slightly spongier. Okay. Um, and I like it because it has a little bit more structure and it, I think it t- adds a sort of texture. Whereas a cut pile, as well as being not quite so forgiving, so if you were to drop something like makeup on it or anything in the bedroom, it's just a little bit more open. It's almost just like the okay. open pores, if you like. But I do like them. They are what they are. I think if it's a loop pile, sometimes a loop pile, you can have a sizal and loop. So there's a sort of lovely sizal weave that runs between the loops. And that, that can look really though? lovely. She says she wants soft. Still soft. Still soft. Okay. Yeah, it's a look at a loop pile sizal carpet. Um, and that can be a really, that's a lovely solution because it adds, it still gives you that sort of texture, but it just adds that bit of variation. What if you don't color. want sizal though? Because sizal can be a bit of a bitch if you drop a lipstick or something on well, it. Well, then right? wool like, is your option if you don't go Persian or that sort of style. So you okay. could do something so like that. So you're a, an okay with that. Do you know what? My, yeah. my only slight beef with wool carpet, and I feel like you're going to hygiene shame me again, but I don't think this is anything to do with hygiene, mm. is I have had moths in my house. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. they bloody love carpet a wool moss. carpet. They are such bastards. They eat, it's awful. It's the, they lay, so the moths lay eggs in wool carpet and then they just start to get to work and it's really hard to get rid of Mm. horrible bastard things is there ever a place for an oh god i'm really going to embarrass polyester i don't know no not the non-wool carpets but then but but then so hypoallergenic people that are a lot of people are actually allergic to wool and therefore they Mm. have to have something that's you know like a 
like a, that's why sisal's so brilliant or just go wood floor but but she wants what is sisal made of so sisal is essentially a long coarse fiber um and it comes from the leaves of the agave plant really yeah god agave is a useful old plant isn't it tequila it is you're right sugar very hard wearing sort of it but it's quite stiff you're right some people love it or hate it i've never had a problem with it i've put it in so many bedrooms over the time over over the years and i i've never it's never really bothered me underfoot i don't i quite i quite like it it's brilliant upstairs it's very hard wearing you know my boys call it pinny you know they're like it's a bit pinny depends because you can get sort of soft sizes and then you can get very rough ones it depends on what if you've got a very mucky family i don't know you've got dogs or whatever can you can you go for one of the mixes where it's wool plus that's exactly it the the the, the one i said which is the loop loop pile with the size all through it's beautiful i'll link a picture on the on the show notes so that you can all see what i mean i've got another carpet question for you while we're talking carpets yeah uh we are recarpeting the entire upstairs of the house but i'm struggling to find much carpet advice out there my gut is to go pretty neutral with the same color throughout to give flow and continuity to the house then let the walls and furniture in the rooms bring the personality what is the designer's take on this is that playing it safe and boring wait for it my husband thinks we should have a fun carpet I'm fascinated to know what that is. Although I can't quite unpick what he means by fun carpet. Nor can I, my dear. And that is from Viv. So first of all, Jojo, what the hell is a fun carpet? I imagine it's, well, it depends what you consider fun. Do you think he means a jazzy stripe? I think he means jazzy. I think he he Mm. means if you were to go and stay in a 1990s hotel and the corridors have a sort of slightly jazzy carpet that hides things. Hides the stairs. So my my Hides answer to that is please don't do that, Viv's husband. No fun carpets. No, no. Carpets should not be a feature, no? No, I just, that's a big fat no for me. So is she playing it safe and boring by going for no pretty neutral? I like what she said about going nice and neutral and then getting mm-hmm. stuff on the walls, nice paints, artwork. That can bring the, the interest in. But I wouldn't personally decide on a jazzy, fun carpet. Unless that's your cup of tea. I'd fight the husband hard on that one. Would it be fair to say that the carpet is almost the eyebrows of the room? In that you're not trying to make a big deal about it. You want them to be there and you want them to be presentable. But you're not wanting anyone to be like, I'm staring at your eyebrows. I've stared at many eyebrows and think, wow, you have great brows. (laughs) Don't stop it. No, I think, I think, I think it's carpets very important because essentially it's like a foundation. So it's Mm. a it's it's the sort of it sets the tone for everything around it so it's so important that you get that tone right more of don't go yeah i wouldn't say go um you know like anything with gray you know how i feel about gray i was gonna say i was gonna say she doesn't mean gray when you say neutral you don't mean gray you mean oatmeal don't keep it sort of on the oatmeal chain not the gray gray train the oatmeal train the the buffs if you will yeah buffs neutrals um but yeah, I'd say, or I, people are really funny about wood floors up on first floors. Don't be afraid of wood floors mm, on first floors. I'm still on the fence on this one, pal. I'm, I'm having to make that decision pretty soon. But Come around just... to mine and have a walk around in my bedroom and see if you like it. You can test drive it. You can lie on it. You can have underfloor heating. It's lovely. And then you put, uh, put nice rugs down. I just like, I like a carpet upstairs. I know it's so much chicer to have the wood, but I just like... A lot of people wood like downstairs, carpet. carpet upstairs. Yeah, I know I, get it. I should be cooler than that, but I just I like it. What of it? It's it's such a personal preference. But back to Viv's question, I would stick to something neutral. 
anything too jazzy, I think you will regret. It's for one final one. We're doing three back-to-back innies oh. here because they're, oh they're all very related. Right, okay. So this is from Kat. I would love to know your thoughts on Persian rugs. Are they in or are they out? P.S. Love the pod. Love listening to it in bed to switch off and relax before going to sleep. Oh, thank you so much. What was her name? Kat. Hi, Kat. Hi, Kat. Thanks so much. You bloody love a Persian rug. I flipping love a Persian yeah. rug. I think as we all know. Um, I sell antique Persians. I source antique Persians. One of my hobbies is looking for antique Persian rugs. Um, and therefore, I am a diehard fan. I don't think they will go out of fashion. And the reason being is that they've never been out of fashion. Yeah, they're very classic, aren't they? But there's there's Persian rugs and there's Persian rugs. So an actual Persian rug is very deep in colour. It's got lots of deep, dark reds and it's quite rich and opulent. The rugs that you see me, me using... Um, and, we stock a, a sort of like a um, an overdyed. They essentially sort of shave it, and then it's sort of almost like bleached. It's got kind of has the colour taken out of it, so it looks washed. Looks like it's yes, been those are lovely. slightly bleached. So it's much more subtle. So you still have those lovely patterns. Um, but what I love about them is they've just got they just ooze character, and it's it's an antique. So it's a piece of history. It could be a hundred plus years old. Um, it's an investment. It's not going to lose its value. Um, they hide stains. They're beautiful. I am such a fan of Persian rugs. And no, I don't think Kat, they're going to go out of fashion at all. Oh, oh, but here's a big one for you. What do you think about, you know, like Berber rugs? I think, think that's what mm. they're called when they're the big white fluffy ones that were. Yeah, with, maybe the, with the black still. crosses on them. Yeah, very, very fashionable. Couldn't move for them on, on socials a year, two ago. What mm-hmm. do you do you think those are going away? I don't know. If you buy, I mean, there's the real deal Berbers and then there's the No, I'm not Berbers. talking the real deal. I'm talking what you can buy on the high street. My issue with them is that because of the way, the nature of a Berber, it's it's very open. You've got a very long pile. Yes. Um, they're extremely absorbent. If you spill anything on it, you're never going to get it out. I mean, they are like, and it, they can slightly mat. So they need looking after and I wouldn't put them in a high traffic area. Don't mm. put them under a sofa that you're going to use all day long every day. They're going to get wrecked. Um, but I think they're beautiful. Berbers, again, it's something that's it's quite classic. Paul, back to you, my love. Um, this is from Sophie. Um, Sophie has said, we have a classic London terraced house with a small garden and raised beds. We're hoping to sell it over Easter, but the beds are looking empty and sad. Are there any low cost, big impact plants that we can buy now for spring? That's such a great question, Sophie, because I feel exactly the same. I've got big empty beds and I'd love to know what is big impact but low price. So your number one thing that's going to look good in spring is going to be spring bulbs. Obviously, I've been banging on about them. I know it's too late for you to plant them now to get that impact because Easter is only two months away. Mm. But you could go to the garden centre and often they will sell big pots of bulbs and you could plant them straight into the borders in their pots. And you'll need quite a few, but you could do that. What I would also do is, given the time frame, I would suggest that you probably go to the garden centre two, three weeks before you want either the photos taken and you buy what's in flower or about to be in flower because if you want it to look good for then, then it makes the most sense to buy what's looking good then. This goes completely against what I recommend for your house if you are living in your house long term. Do not do this. Do not go to the garden centre and buy what's in flower because it means it will be out of flower very soon. But for the case of selling a house and low cost, I would be buying bulbs and sort of big impact plants, she says. Big impact plant, which is relatively reasonable, would be Pittosporum. 
lovely green domes that cost far less than something like a taxis ball and you could scatter them down that's going to give you some structure they're usually about 30 pounds each so it's not it's not cheap um but hopefully your garden you say small garden raised beds so you hopefully you wouldn't need many of them and then just whack in some color from whatever's in flower in the garden center and only do this if you're trying to sell your house. Did you say when you buy those bulbs in the garden centre, they literally, when they come in their pot and you usually have like three or four or something in them and you can see the little tips coming up already, can't you? Do you literally yes. take the entire pot and you yes. put the whole thing in the ground? Yeah, so some people will plant their tulip bulbs, for example, in a pot. Mm-hmm. And the reason they do that is because they don't want to wait for them to die back afterwards. Oh, I see. What I would say is this is a this is a one-off which I'm recommending so that you can sell your house, but I do not recommend this on the whole because it's only going to look good for a fleeting amount of time, mm. which is all very well if you sell your house quickly. But I would never condone this. I would always actually be condoning buying things which are going to give you different seasonality. And frankly, I think a lot of people going to buy a house would know that March, April isn't a very exciting time for the garden. So I think as long as it's neat and tidy, you don't necessarily need to spend money on on temporary plants because if you go and bought things which would look great in the summer they're just going to be still under the ground mm. in late March so I would just don't go spending loads of money to make it look amazing I think as long as it's neat and tidy but if you wanted to do a bit of impact I think some bulbs would would go a long way cool great answer Polly mm-hmm. oh you're good aren't you um Right, I've got another one here from a firm. She's calling herself a firm outie. All right. Yes. All right. The garden is my happy place, she says. Oh, wait, this is Eve and Keel. Oh, I love that. Eve and Keel. Get it? I love that. A firm outie, the garden is my happy place. And although it's a good size, we live alongside a busy road. So my dream of a peaceful retreat feels hard to achieve. I'm wondering if I could incorporate some kind of water feature close to the main seating area to help mask the noise. Could that work? And what kind of thing would look good, not bankrupt me? Visions of these horrendous garden centre fountains are putting me off. Even Kill wants to know what could she do? She's by a bit. She's by a busy road. She's wondering if a water feature might sort of help with the um, masking the noise. Could that work? What kind of thing would look good? Yes, and it's exactly what we do. It's exactly what we do. Whenever we go to a garden, one of the first things I'll do is actually just have a listen because sometimes the road is right next to you, sometimes the road is far away, but you can still hear it. And the solution is white noise which is water. Now, there is an art to water features because what you don't want is to feel like you're sitting next to a horse in mid-flow. So it's the trick is getting the, the right trickle. gush. It, oh, no. Well, no, not that word. I think you mean trickle. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's actually, I prefer more of a bubble to a trickle. Oh, okay. So I like a bubbler. So one of my favourite ways of doing a water feature is to have a big pot and uh, there are various companies that will custom make you a pot Um, or you can buy a pot and do this yourself and then you buy a bubbler so I appreciate you said you didn't want to absolutely bankrupt yourself so what you could do is get a pot and you can buy from uh, places like Landscape Plus a little water bubbler which is something which essentially makes the, the water bubble so your goal isn't to do a gush sorry JJ I know you hate the word and you're not trying to do a sort of torrent it's a it's a sort of you could either have it, as, as JJ said, a sort of tinkling trickle, but I like the bubbles, which is a pot and you get the bubbler and either you can have it so the water is sort of rimming over the pot. And then if you do that, you need um, a reservoir beneath. And so what the water tumbles over the pot, trickles over, trickles into the reservoir and then the water comes round and you can buy these as a kit. Or you could have the water below the surface in kind of a water bowl and then the, the bubbler, the water all remains within the pot. And that's 
I would argue, even easier to do. But absolutely, you're onto a winner there. White noise. And again, as you said, you don't need my help. Put it near your seating area. Andy, have we got a stupid question of the week? Has somebody asked a stupid question? Okay, this is from Susie. Uh, Susie has asked the stupid question of the week. Well, she says it's stupid again. There's no such thing. What is a perennial? And actually, I don't know what a perennial... I know you you talk about it a lot, but I actually don't know what a perennial perennial is. is. What is a perennial? So a perennial essentially is a plant that lives for two or more years. And a lot of the time when I'm talking about perennials, I'm talking about plants that uh, grow and bloom in the spring, summer, or maybe even the autumn, and then die back every autumn and winter. But then they keep coming back from the spring, they come back again. So something I notice, and it's not a stupid question at all, and I must remember sometimes that something like a perennial isn't something which is obvious. So annual would be something like, hmm, like a a sunflower or a cosmos or something which you grow from seed and it flowers one year and then it dies and it does not come back. That's an annual. Perennial comes back year on year. All being well. So that's your short answer. But it's something that I notice a lot of people new to the garden worry that they've planted something and they go, oh my God, it's died because it's winter. It hasn't died. It's just gone to ground. It's sort of conserving its energy and then it will come back the following spring. Well, did you know that the meaning of peri is about or around so when you add peri to something like perimenopause menopausal perimenopausal it means mm. that it's about or around so well i must be about or around because i woke in the middle of the night absolutely soaked with sweat and i hear that's a oh pal you're a few years behind me actually in age but i'm i'm in the perimenopause phase oh God, pal it's, it's starting it? you want to go and get yourself some hrt love but i'm 38 i thought i had a couple more years yet perimenopause comes on about then but it's, it can be very early, early onset. Aren't we lucky, us girls? Well, that's. Should we put that in our in category? What's in perimenopause? What's in? Is it ever really in though? I wish it would go out. Well, apparently it's in. It's in. Can I tell you what else is in? Go on. What's in? What's in is is the TV show from our childhood, Gladiators. Oh my God! Have you watched the reboot? No. Hold on. I don't know anything oh, about this. Lord. Have I been living oh, under Jojo, a rock? You are. You are in for you know gladiators from when we were a kid, right? TV As show. in the one where they jump, you know, sort of the they gladiators the later and they hate gladiators. each other. With yeah. That one. Well, Contender, are you ready? ready? Yes. Well, that was a terrible accent, wasn't it? Yes. <laughs> so it's back. It's back. It's on Saturday night. I've watched it this weekend. Oh, <gasps> sweet Jesus! The thighs on one of the men. I really. Mean... <laughs> His thighs were bigger than my entire torso. They were unbelievable. And one of the games is you have to run across a bridge and they have they the gladiators swing and they sort of trap you between their legs. And I thought, well, I'm not sure I would find that one. That sounds nice. (laughs) I know what I'm doing tonight when I get off this podcast. What is what's out for you, Paul? Oh, I'm angry about this. What's out is the Mm. amount of mini eggs in a bag of mini eggs. It is reducing. It is. A couple of years' That's time, there's going to be crisps. one egg in a bag. You want to try opening a bag of walkers? That is shameful how many, how few crusts they put in that bag. What is going Every on? Every single year, those, a, those eggs reduce. I, I agree. Or maybe you just eat them faster. Maybe you eat them too fast. But I completely agree with you. I think it's really bang out of order. One little sad egg in a bag soon. I'll be paying £2.50 for it. I feel like they do it with everything, though. I even feel like with sort of moisturisers and creams. Like, why make a bottle that big when you've really only got it three quarters full 
makes me cross. So that's what's out for me. That's, that's out. I agree with you. Out. What's it's, in for you? In interiors, it's actually layering. It's I think it's lots of lovely layers and blankets and throws and texture and yeah, all that lovely stuff. You know, Heaven. warmth. Uh, what's out for me? Do you know what's out? I think is just over polished lives. You yes. know, lives that are too perfect. Everything yep. just looking a bit too shiny. Just, you know, I don't like that. Keeping it real. Keep that's it, what it's keep all about. Keep it real. You know, the world's a funny old place at the moment. I think we've just all got to be a bit more, get off our, you know, perfect horses. Just show show life like it is. I think so. I think it's nice to know that we're all messy. Messy. And... Life is messy. Thank you so much, everyone for joining us this week as always um we're always so I, I say it every week we say it almost every week but we're so touched at how many of you tune in and all your lovely messages of support and you know actually just giving us uh, your general feedback is great we love it good and bad yes we love you dearly innies mm. and outies and thank you for keeping reviewing we read every single one of those reviews and we do. some of the bad ones are utterly hilarious do they go are and read really them. good as you write your own review for us and give us a five-star rating and remember to like subscribe follow share with your mum share with your colleagues share with people you meet on your walk well, just just walk along the street just stop them and go hey you have you have you heard the ha- snouts ha- mate you want to get that in your ears <laughs> 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 <laughs>